Ashley Buck, read Nora Roberts' book, Night Shift, Chapter 7. There was a wall of noise, backbeat, bass, wall of guitar riff. There were spinning lights, undulating bodies, the clamor of feet. Scylla set the tone with her midnight voice and stood back to enjoy the results. The ballroom was alive with sound, laughter, music, voices raised, and spurts of conversation. Scylla had her finger on the controls. She didn't know any of the faces, but it was her be- it was her party. Boyd sipped the club soda and po- politely avoided a non too subtle invitation from a six-foot blonde in a skimpy blue dress. He didn't consider this a trial. <laughs> He'd spent a large portion of his career watching people, and he never gotten bored with it. It was a hell of a party, and he wouldn't have minded a turn on the dance floor. But he preferred keeping his eye on Scylla. There were worse ways to spend the evening. She presided over a long table at the front of the ballroom. Her records stacked, her amps turned up high. She glittered. Her silky, her silver squinted jacket, sequined jacket, and black stovepipe pants were a whole new look in tuxedo. In tuxedos, her hair was full and loose, and when she turned her head, the silver stars at her ears glistened. She already lured dozens of cups pulls onto the dance floor and they were bobbing and swaying elbow to elbow others crowded around the edges in groups or loitered at the banquet table lingering over drinks and conversations the music was loud hot and fast he already learned that was how she liked it best as far as he could tell the class of 75 was having the time of their lives of all appearances Celia was too. She was joking with a few members of the graduating class, most of them male. More than a few of them had imbibed freely at the cash bar. But she was handling herself, Boyd noted. Smooth and silk. He didn't particularly like it when a man with a lineman's chest put a beefy arm around her and squeezed, but Celia shook her head. Whatever brush off she used, she sent the guy off with a smile on his face. There more where that came from, boys and girls. Let's take you back, all the way back to prom night, 1975. Skewed up the eagles. One of these nights, then skimmed the crowd for Boyd. She spotted him, she smiled fully, so that even with the room between them, he could see her eyes glow. He wondered if he could manage to get her to look at him like that when they didn't have 500 people between them. He had to grin when she put a hand to her throat and mimed desperately. Thirsty. <laughs> Lord, it looked wonderful, Celia thought as she watched him turn toward the bar. Strange. She would have thought a smoky gray jacket would look too conservative on a man for his taste. On him, it worked so well. She mused with a worried smile that half the female portion of the class of 75 had their eye on him. Tough like lady, she thought, ease mine, at least for tonight. A little surprised by where her thoughts had landed, she shook herself back and chose a slip from the pile of record requests next to the turntable. A nostalgic crowd, she decided to pluck another 50-year-old hit from her stack. She liked work par- She liked working parties, watching people dance and flirt and gossip. The reunion committee had done a top-notch job on this one. Red and white streamers dripped from the ceiling, competing with a hundred matching balloons. The dance floor glittered from the light of regal, 
involving Miraval, when the music of the mood called for it, she could flick a switch on a strobe light and give them a touch of the 70s. Psychedelia. Mixed with the sense of perfume and cologne was the fragrance of the fresh flowers that adored each table. This is for Ricky and Sue, those high school sweeties who've been married for 12 years and they said it was only puppy love. We're rocking all over the world. Nice touch, Boyd commented. She twisted her hands on. Thanks. He handed her a soft heap with ice. I've got a reunion coming up next year. He booked. <laughs> I'll check my schedule. Wow. She watched it as a couple as a couple cut loose a few feet away. Other couples spread out as they put the dirty and dirty dancing. <laughs> Pretty impressive. Mm. Do you dance? Not like that. <laughs> I wish I did. Took her hand before she reached for another one. Why don't you play one for me? Sure. Name it. When he poked through this, she was too amused to be annoyed. She would recognize, reorganize later. After choosing one, he handed it to her. Excellent taste. She shifted her mic. We've got ourselves a wild group tonight. Y'all having fun? The roar of agreement rolled across the dance floor. We're going to do... You're going to be here until midnight, pumping out the music for you. We've got a request for Springsteen. Hungry hearts. Fresh dancers streamed onto the floor. Couples twined around each other this way. Celia turned to speak to Boyd and found herself molded against him. Want to dance? They, remember, they already were. Body fitted to body. He took her on a long, erotic slow circle. I'm working. Hey, fine. He lowered his head to catch her chin when you see so I'll make love with you. This is the next best thing. She was going to object. She was sure of it, but she was moving with him. Her body fine-tuned to his and silent captured meditation. She slid her arms around his neck with her faces closed. He smiled slowly, firmly. He ran his hands over her hips, up, lazily up to the sides of her breasts, and down again. It was as though she'd been struck by lightning. You, uh, got some nice moves, Slick. Thanks. When their lips were whispered apart, he shifted, leaving her hungry as he nuzzled into her neck. You smell like sin, Celia. It's just one of the things about you that's been driving me crazy for days. <laughs> she wanted him to kiss her, craved it. She moaned when his hands roamed into her hair, drawing her head back, her eyes closed in anticipation, but the only... Rushed those tempting lips over her cheekbones. <laughs> Breathless, she clung to him, trying to fight through the fog of pleasure. There were hundreds of people around them, all moving to the erotic beat of the music. She was working, she reminded herself. She was, had always been a sensible woman, and tonight she had a job to do. If you keep this up, I won't be able to work the turntable. He felt her heart hammering against his. It was enough to satisfy him, it was enough to give him hope. I guess we'll have to finish the dance later. When he released her, Celia turned quickly and chose a record at random. She went up as the beat pounded out. She lifted the hair from the back of her neck to cool it. The press of bodies, or the press of one body, had driven the temperature up. She never realized what a dangerous pastime dancing could be. Want another drink? Boyd asked when she drained her glass. No, I'm okay. Setting herself, reached for the crest sheet on top of her pile. This is a nice group, she said. She glanced across the room. They like reunions. I think I figured that out. Well, I do. I like the 
continuity of them. I like seeing all these people who share the same experience, the same like, little block of time. 1975, she moves. Uh, people dangle from fingers. Not the greatest era for music when the dreaded disco on set, but there were a few bright lights. The Dolby Brothers were still around together, so were the Eagles. You always measure time and rock and roll. She had to love occupational hazard. Anyway, it's a good barometer. Tossing her hair back, she grinned. The first record I spun as a professional was The Stones, Emotional Rescue. That was the year Reagan was elected the first time. The year John Lennon was shot in the year the Empire struck back. Not bad, O'Rourke. It's better than not bad. She considered himself. I bet you remember what was playing on the radio first time you talked a girl into the back seat of your car. Dueling banjos. You're kidding. Just that. You asked. She was chuckling. I see the request. She, her laughter died. She thought for a moment her heart had stopped. Carefully, she squeezed her eyes shut. When she opened them again, the boldly printed words remained. I want you to scream when I kill you. So, the burst shake of her head, passed the note to Boyd. He was here, she thought, panic calling as she searched in the room. Somewhere in the crowd of laughing, chattering couples, he was watching and waiting. He come close, close enough to lay that innocent-looking slip of paper on her table, close enough to look into her eyes, maybe to smile. He might have spoken to her, and she hadn't known. She hadn't recognized him. She hadn't understood. So, she quoted when Boyd put a hand on her shoulder. She would have stumbled back if he hadn't known. Oh, God. Oh, God, nothing tonight, just this one night. He'd leave me alone. Take a break. I can't. Daisy clamped her hands together and stared. I have to. I need to make a call, he told her. I want you where I can see you. You can still be here, she thought, close enough to touch her. Did he have the knife, the long-bladed knife he so lovingly described to her? Was he waiting for the moment when the music was loud, when the laughter was at its peak, so that he could plunge it into her? Come on. Wait. Wait a minute. Your nails biting into her palms, leaning the way. We're going to take a short break, but don't cool down. I'll be back in ten to start things rocking again. Mechanically, she shut off her room. Stay close, will you? She whispered with an arm or slung around her waist. She began to lead her through the crowd. Every time they were bumped, she shuddered. Where a man pushed through the throng, throng and grabbed both of their hands. She nearly screamed. Julia wrote. He had a pleasant, affordable face, dampened with sweat from maternal and dance floor. He was beaming as Celia stood as still as a statue and boy tense beside Tom Collins, not to drink, he said soberly. That's my name. I'm chairman of the reunion committee, remember? Oh, you forced your lips together. Yes, you're. <laughs> yes, wanted to tell you how thrilled we are to have you. Have you? Got a lot of fans here. He at least one of her hands. Keep his arm out. I'm about the biggest. There's hardly a night goes by I don't catch at least a part of your show. Lost my wife last year. I she cleared up. Sorry. I mean, I lost her. Come home one night and she and the furniture were gone. Never did find her. Or the sexual sofa. He laughed heartily. Well, Celia, uh, search for something to say. Fact is, your show got me through some pretty lonely nights. Just wanted to thank you and tell you. You're doing a hell of a job here tonight. You press a business card in your hand. I'm in appliances. You just call me whenever you need a new refrigerator. You went. Give you a good deal. 
Thanks. Should be funny. She thought later it would be funny. I see you, Tom. Pleasure's mine. He watched her walk away and beamed again. Boyd stirred out of the ballroom and turned the nearest table. Hang on, okay? She nodded. He managed to smile at a group of women herding toward the ladies' lounge. I'm better now. I'm gonna go sit down right over there. She pointed to an arrangement of chairs and a pot of plant, leaving Boyd digging for change. He walked over and let her legs clap under. It was a nightmare. She wished it was as simple as a nightmare so that she could wake up with the sun shining in her face. She had nearly gotten through an entire day without thinking of him. Jakey pulled out a cigarette. Perhaps it had been foolish to let herself believe he would give her a day of peace. But to have come here, the odds of him actually being one of the alumni were slim. Yet he got inside. With her back pressed into the chair, she watched people file in and out of the ballroom. Could be any... One of them, she thought, straining for some spark of recognition. She'd know him if she saw him, or would be a complete stranger. He could be someone standing behind her at the market, someone sitting across from her at a gas pump. It might be the man in front of her at the bank, or the clerk at the dry cleaners. Anyone, she thought as she closed her eyes. He could be any one of the nameless, faceless people she passed in the course of a day. Yet he knew her name. He knew her face. He'd taken away her peace of mind, her freedom. He wouldn't be satisfied. Until he'd taken her life, George Boyd hanging up the phone and went into a cross to her. Well, he's coming by to pick up the paper. Boyd was into the lab. His hand found the tense muscles at the curve of her neck. I don't think we'll get prints. I don't think we'll get prints. No, she appreciated the fact that he didn't give her any possible. You think he's still here? I don't know. That was his own frustration. It's a big hotel, so yeah, there's no security to speak of for this event. Wouldn't be very effective to try to close it off and interrogate everyone in it. If you want to take off early, I can tell them you're sick. No, I don't want to do that. Took a long last drag of a cigarette. The only satisfaction I can get is from finishing out. Proving I'm not ready to fold, especially if he is still around somewhere. <laughs> okay, remember, for the next hour, I'm never going to be more than a foot away. Let's put a hand in. His extra point. He changed his approach. Writing a note. What do you think it means? It could mean a lot of things. Such as? Such as if was the most convenient way to contact you tonight, or he's starting to get sloppy. Or impatient, she added, turning to him at the doorway. Be honest with me. Or impatient. He helped her face him. He has to get through me, so I can promise that won't be an easy job. She made herself smile. Cops like to think they're tough. No, he gets away. Cops have to be tough. Come on. Maybe you've got dueling banjos in there. You can play for me for old time's sake. Not on a bet. She got through it. He never doubted that she would, and yet the way she held on despite her fear amazed and impressed him. Not once did she bog down. Break down her falter, but he saw the way she studied the crowd, searched the faces as the music raged around. Her hands moved constantly, tapping out the beat on the table, shifting through records, fiddling with the sequined studs on her plant shirt. She would never be serene, he thought. She would never be soothing. She would pace her way through life, driven by nerves and ambition. She would make a demanding and unsettling companion. Not what he had in mind on the rare occasion he considered marriage and family. Not even close. He realized it was a painful, but she was exactly what he wanted and intended to have. He would protect her with his life. 
that was duty. He would cherish her for a lifetime. That was love. The plans he'd made ran smoothly. She would understand the difference very soon. He, too, was searching the crowd, studying the faces, watching for any sign, any movement that would bring that quick tensing of the gut, cold instinct. But the music raged on. The party goers laughed. Saw Athena enter, and so he thought with a shake of his head to most of the men in the room. He had to chuckle when he saw one woman grab her husband in the ribs as he got at the red-headed skirting the dance floor. You always make an entrance, see. She only shrugged. She was wearing a simple off-the-shoulder cocktail dress and base of black. I should thank you for getting me out of what turned into an annoying evening. My date had a toothbrush in his pocket. In a night of wild sex on his mind. Animal. Aren't they all? Aren't they all? She glanced at past him to Celia. Some amusement faded to her place by concern. How she old know? She's incredible. She lifted one arch brow. Partner, my sharp investigation skills led me to believe that you're are seriously infatuated with our assignment. I'm past infatuated. I'm in love with her. <laughs> These lips formed a thoughtful pop pow. Is that with a lowercase or uppercase L? That's all caps. He looked away from Celia and his partner. There were few others with whom he would share his private thoughts. I'm thinking marriage, see. I'll be my best man. You can count on me. Still, she laid a hand on his arm. I don't want you to do... I don't want to be a drag boy, but you've got to keep some perspective on this. The lady's in trouble. He's struggled against annoyance. I can function as a cop and as a man because it wasn't something he wanted to discuss. At least, reach the parking. Here's the note for what it's worth. She's given a message and slipped it into her bag. We'll see what the lab boys can do. He only know. The ex husband looks clean. Enormous disappointment. I finished running him through tonight. State Senator Lomax has been married for seven years and has 1.6 children. He hasn't been out of Atlanta for three months. Finally got a hold of the station manager in Chicago. He had nothing but good things to say about Celia. Checked out a story about being in Rochester the past week visiting his daughter. It pans. She had a girl, 7 pounds, 6 ounces. He faxed me the personal files on the jocks and staff who were at the station when Celia worked there. So far, nothing. When I come in Monday, we'll take a closer look. I figured I'd go over the file this weekend. Slick. Close, stick close to our girl. I owe you one, see. You owe me more than one, but who's counting? She started out passing once, then twice, refused the offer of a dance, then again, she would decline a more intimate offer because the party was admitted more, appreciated more when it entered on a fever pitch. On a fever pitch, Celia chose the last three songs for their beat rather than their sentiment. Jackets were off, ties were undone, and carefully hairstyles were limp. When the last song ended, the dance floor was jammed. Thank you, Class 75. You've been great. I want to see you all back here for your 20th. Good job, Boyd told her. She was already stacking records as the crowd split off into groups. Phone numbers and dresses were being exchanged. A few of the goodbyes were tearful. It's not over yet. It helped work. He helped. It helped work. She had to break down the equipment, and when the help of the hotel staff, she would load in, into Boyd's car. Then there would be a trip back to the station, and unloading. After that, maybe she would allow herself to think again. It was a good job. She looked up surprised. It was a good job. She looked up surprised. Mark, what are you doing here? I could say I was checking up on one of my jocks. 
he picked up one of 45s and left. God, don't tell me you actually played this. It was pretty hot in 75. Suspicious. She took it back from him. Suspicious. She took it back from him. Now, why don't you tell me what you're really doing here? Billy nostalgic himself. Last round, he and his wife had met in high school. I'm here to get my equipment. Since when does the station manager load equipment? I'm the boss. He's my I can do whatever I want. And as of now, glance casually at her watch. You're on sick leave. It was suddenly very clear. She's trying to accuse me of looking for me. I'm not sick. You're, oh, you are if I say you are. Mark, count it. If I see you at the station before your shift Monday night, you're fired. Damn it, Mark. Take it or leave it. Softening the blow, he put his hands on her. It's business, Celia. I've had jocks burn out from a lot less pressure than you're under. I want you for the long haul. It isn't personal. You've got a lot of people worried about you. I'm handling it. Then you should be able to handle a couple free days. Now get out of here. But it's going to... What do I... You heard the man. I hate being bullied. She muttered as he dragged her along. Too bad. I guess you figure K-H-I-P is going to fall apart without you there for a weekend. Without turning her head, she shifted her eyes and aimed a killing look at him. That's not the point. No, the point is you need a rest and you're going to get it. She grabbed her coat before he could help her on with it. Just what the hell am I supposed to do with myself? Well, think of something. Season was resentment. She snuck out to the parking lot. Two stragglers from the union loitered around their car. She plopped into the passenger seat and scrapped. Since when did we come into it? Since by an odd coincidence, I've always got the weekend off. <laughs> Eyes narrowed. She studied him as his constituents buckled her seatbelt. <laughs> Smells like a conspiracy. You haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> he deliberately chose a cassette of classic music and popped it into the tape player before driving out of the Mozart? She says with a sneer. Bach. It's called cleansing the palate. On a heavy side, she reached for a cigarette. She didn't want people worried about her. Didn't want to admit she was tired. Wasn't ready to admit she was relieved. This stuff always puts me to sleep. You could use the rest. She had her teeth clenched as she punched in the lighter. I don't appreciate you running to Mark this way. I didn't run to Mark. I simply called him and suggested you could use some time off. I can take care of myself, Slick. Your taxes are being used to see that I take care of you. Have I mentioned lately how much I dislike cops? Not in the past 24 hours. Apparently he wasn't going to rise to any of the bait. She dangled and louder to purge her annoyance with a fight. Maybe it was for the best after all she decided she could use the time to catch up on her reading. The last two issues of radio and records were waiting for her attention. She also wanted to look through one of the garden magazines that had come in in the mail. It would be nice to plant some summer flowers around the house, maybe some bushes. She hadn't a clue what sort of thing suited Denver's climate. The idea made her smile. She would buy a window box and maybe one of those hanging baskets. Perhaps that was why she didn't notice they were heading in the wrong direction until Boyd had been driving for 20 minutes. Where are we? She sat up quickly. On 70, heading west. Highway 70? What the devil are we doing on 70? Driving through the mountains. The mountains? The Rockies? She pushed back her temple here. What mountains? I think they call the Rockies, he said dryly. You might have heard of them. Don't get smart with me. You're supposed to be driving me home. I am. In a manner of speaking, I'm driving you to my home. I've seen your home. You jerked it up. It's back that way. That's where I live in Denver. This is the place I have in the mountains. 
very comfortable little cabin. Nice view. We're going for the weekend. We are not going anywhere for the weekend. She shifted her seat to there. I'm spending the weekend at home. We'll do that next weekend. He said perfectly reasonable. Look, Fletcher, as a cop, you should know when you can take somebody somewhere against their will. It's considered a crime. You can file charges when we get back. Okay, this has gone far enough. Wouldn't do any good to lose her temper. She reminded herself he was immune. You might think you're doing this for me, for my own good, but there are other people involved. There's no way I'm going to leave Deborah in that house alone while this maniac is running loose looking for me. Good point. He lighted off an exit and nearly had a relation. That's why she's been in a couple of days with Athena. I she told me to tell you to have a good time. Oh, he continued while Celia made his coincidence. She packed a bag for you. It's in the trunk. Just when did you plan all this? That fabulous voice of hers was quiet. Too quiet. Boy decided braces for some. I had some free time today. You like the cabin. It's peaceful, not too remote, and I like I said. It has a nice view. As long as there's a nice high cliff, I can throw you off of. He's slow to navigate the winding room. There's that, too. I knew you had nerve, Fletcher, but this goes beyond. What the hell made you think you could just put me in a car, arrange my sister's life, and drive me off to some cabin? Must have been a brainstorm. Brain damage is more like it. Get this straight. I don't like the country. I don't like rustic. I am not a happy camper, and I won't go. You're already going. How can he stay so irritating calm? If you don't take me back right now, I'm going to. What? You have to sleep sometime. Her own words made her take a country leap. You creep. She began on a fresh wave of fury. Is this your way of getting me into bed? You miscalculated. I'll set in the car and freeze first. There's more than one bedroom in the cabin, so you're welcome to share mine or take any of the others. It's your choice. She's on black energy. Finally speechless. End of chapter 7.